Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, everybody? It's episode 50 of the Sean Salisbury Show here on the Believe Network. And it's a big episode. The Super Bowl is set. We got the Chiefs and the Eagles. We've got the Kelsey brothers. We got Andy Reid versus old team. Um, we've got a young, exciting quarterback in Jalen Hurts trying to break through, and Mahomes trying to get that second Super Bowl. Uh, right now, Philly is a one and a half point favorite. The over under is 50. I think those will move over the next, you know, week and a half or so that we still have until the game. But that's not the only NFL news we got, Sean. We've got plenty to talk about today, and we probably won't even get much into the Super Bowl breakdown yet because, like I said, we have a week and a half. Yeah, too early. You know, we'll talk about the games that happened this past Sunday. We'll talk about the big retirement that just happened today. We'll talk about the coaching changes that we've now seen, and we still have two teams without coaches. And then some quarterback movement. What could we see this coming off season, but as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, with basketball back and Bet Online still remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup, the information, the player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free uh, contest. And giveaways all season long, always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether it's the NBA or NFL, NHL or MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first uh, with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. As always, thank you to Bet Online. All right, Sean, let's start with the games before we get into the quarterback, the the quarterbacks, the the coaches. Let's start with the games. Let's start 23-20, Chiefs beat the Bengals. Uh, The officials were a mess. I thought Joe Burrow kind of looked like a mess at points in the game, um, but then he looked really damn good. Patrick Mahomes is a wizard out there. And, you know, I think the part of the game that, I don't think a lot of people have talked about for the Kansas City Chiefs all season is how good Isaac Pacheco and uh, McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, have been out of that backfield, either catching the ball or running the ball. I think they played a major factor in this game, despite, you know, Travis Kelsey being Travis Kelsey. But those running backs really hit home. But the big story was the officials, was was all the calls, the the third down that got replayed and then the penalty and then and then the big penalty along the sideline that gave the Chiefs 15 extra yards to set them up for the game-winning field goal at the end of the game. What was your just overall thought of the officials' mess and then the game itself? I don't want to be an official because they're the pros and easy for us to criticize, but we ask our players and coaches to be at their best when we expect the game officials and broadcasters as well. Because I got news for you, the mm. color commentary in that game sucked. Oh, and I, I, I more I, than sucked. It, it was it was amateur hour. It felt like a former quarterback ill prepared for that broadcast. It did, and and it brings the whole thing down. And I like Tony. I do. We'll get to that. But I was shocked because the energy has changed, the approach to it's changed, and if you listened early, Greg Olson made that game listenable on a oh. game that wasn't. That there, there was no quarterback. They had no shot. But we'll get to that. I 
uh, the referees, listen, they have a job to do and to do it well. And I thought they were horseshit. I did. Now, it's not an easy gig. I understand that. And I'm not a hater against officials or referees. But in games like that, you can't miss stuff that's blatantly obvious. And they miss some. They left their flag in their pocket and some they threw. And you're like, what are you doing? Like on an interference call that shouldn't have been called interference in the left flat. Um, I don't think they had it in for the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think the call on Mahomes out of bounds getting hit was wrong. That was the right call. It was a uh, for the guy who played the best. Osai played the best. He was the best defense player on the field for them that night. Yeah. And unfortunately, it got uh, overshadowed by one play that was controllable and you just can't do. Even though he's going hard and he'll overcome it, and teammates need to put their arm around him, and they did and they will, mm-hmm. but you just can't do it because that game would have ended up in overtime unless a guy can kick a 55 or 60-yard field goal, and I don't think Butker would have made it because he barely made the one he kicked. And there was eight seconds to go. You can't throw the ball inbounds or inside that numbers or hash marks because, well, you won't be able to get lined up. So even if they got five yards, that, you know, bottom line is it didn't get done by Cincinnati. I didn't think the officials were any good in the game and in a lot of the calls. Uh, If they were, if you were judging them on the championship games and the winning combo got the Super Bowl, that ain't the combo that gets the Super Bowl, if that was the case. And as far as this overall performance, you're right, Burroughs flashes a brilliance and made a few throws that he would like to have back. Mm -hmm. The offensive line looked like everybody feared. They didn't want him to look like, kind of like the Super Bowl last year in the pass protection. Chris Jones is a monster. Um, He's guy's a beast. And Mahomes looked like he was about 95%. That didn't look to me like he was the ankle on it. If it was an incomplete pass, the ankle didn't hamper him a bit. And he did what he always does, makes phenomenal plays at the right time. And I think the most underrated part of this Super Bowl is that running game. And I somehow finding Pacheco without, I mean, the guy's a monster. Seventh round pick, right? Oh, yeah. The the guy is, you don't even need to worry about drafting a running back this year. The guy's Mm -hmm. that good. I mean, he is, uh, you can lay and his effort and he, he punishes you. That may be a factor in the Super Bowl game, because I got news for you. If you thought the Cincinnati Bengals could play some defense, whoa, this front seven Philadelphia is a whole different egg now. So this is going to be a hell of a matchup. Yeah, and just looking to the other game, you mentioned Pacheco and, and McKinnon is the, the third down back that can catch anything out of the backfield in the way he plays. We look to the other game. It, you know, it, everyone's going to look to the the injuries. Josh Johnson or Brock Purdy first knocked out, tears his UCL. You know, goes to throw a ball, gets hit by Hassan Reddick, and and just tears the UCL or UCL there on the throw, and has to come out of the game. Josh Johnson comes in, ends up getting himself injured, hits his head off the turf, gets taken out. And their only choice was to bring Brock Purdy back in. Well, they say their only choice was to bring Brock Purdy back in and basically hand the ball off. I think, did he throw one pass or two passes? I don't even remember how many he threw once he came he threw, back in. He I know came in and threw one. a screen. It was maximum yeah. two, but he threw a screen. And he might have thrown one more, but that was it. Right. And the rest yeah. was just handoff. They had no yes. shot. I mean, so some people were saying, you know, why are you not at least trying McCaffrey, who is their emergency quarterback? or Juwan Jennings, who was a top 10 recruit in the nation as a high school quarterback coming out and then went to Tennessee and turned into a wide receiver. Um, I don't know what those answers are, and that's Kyle Shanahan's to make. Uh, 
they had no shot in this game without a quarterback. I mean, Philly didn't even really do anything special. They kind of just got some turnovers, got some points, and the best player on the field in that game was Hassan Reddick. He he wrecked that game in almost multiple ways. And once those quarterbacks, once Purdy came out, Reddick set his sights on just, or Johnson, and it was just it was over at that moment. As soon as Brock Purdy went down. Listen, when you're on the road against what has been the most complete team in the league all year long, the Philadelphia Eagles in a hostile environment, and man alive for Johnson, it's not easy. But that's why you get paid. You got to go in there. But 13 teams in 10 years. Yeah. And I know three stints with San Francisco. It wasn't going to happen. I mean, you could tell he wasn't he, – he did not want to push the ball down the field, didn't want to hold it long. They were playing horizontal football. And that's – listen, it's not disrespectful to him – when you're not getting much work and you're the scout team quarterback and you're going into what is a horrible place to ha- – I mean, it, 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 the team's that good and the crowd, all that. I can imagine he was a little uptight in that game. But even then, when Purdy got hurt, the game was over. Mm-hmm. Unless you got defensive score, blocked a punt. I mean, it was going to – and D'Amico Ryan's defense kept him in the game. I mean, they, they hung around for a minute. They tried to. You know, they were – but then you just limited in Philadelphia. Jonathan Gannon didn't need to show anything right. as they get ready for the Super Bowl. You just line up and you know you could do base stuff, turn your guys loose, and they go get the quarterback anyway, seventy plus all year long. And they had no answer. This this the, the listen. They may not have beat Philadelphia with Purdy, but I guarantee it would have been a better game and a better challenge and a better matchup. But the Philadelphia Eagles. They know. We all know the 49ers. It's it's a bummer because we didn't get to see the best of both. Yeah, we, 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 we didn't get to see the best. Game. Yeah, it was. We didn't get to now Philadelphia. Listen, their job is to, to, to minimize anything you can for the 49ers in a legal, physical way. And they did. And it's unfortunate that it happened. Injuries happened. But and heard today that Purdy, it's not just it's going to require surgery. He's going to be yeah. out a year. And that now shapes the quarter that that the quarterback situation now is odd. Trey Lance has to be, you know, kind of. Yep. Ooh, thank that's you. Right. That's right. On, on, yeah, you don't wish for it, but you're like, okay, right. I got another opportunity uh, yeah, now. Here's my opportunity coming out of my injury, right? Yep. So, I, I thought, you know, Philadelphia, all they had to do is base stuff, and they made some enough plays, and you'll see a lot more of that stuff against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they'll have to play to their best against Mahomes. But it was over, and I just wish I could have seen the 49ers at their best to see what this would yeah. have turned out to look like. And, and you know, before I get to my next point, it just seems like this 49ers team—they just they always seem to have injury or injuries. I mean, Nick Bosa got banged up on just a dumb, you know, play on a, what was a punt return where a guy kind of flung another player out. Yeah, and, he was and, on the sideline. Yeah, he was on the sideline. He wasn't even in the play, kind of tweaked his knee, and you could see it kind of bothering him throughout the game. And he's still one of the best players on the field, if not the best player on the field when he's out there. But it's just San Francisco's like the Chargers. They just there's always an injury that holds them back. It feels like they had their one shot in that Super Bowl with Jimmy G and him and Shanahan fell apart in the fourth quarter. And since then it's been injuries and they're, they're so damn talented. They just can't do it. But tell me this, the one thing I hated in that Philadelphia, San Francisco game was from the Eagles. You're up big. They don't have a quarterback. They can't pass the ball more than a yard. And Philly was still out there running Jalen Hurts, who's been banged up with a shoulder, 
And, and you know, I'm sitting at a buddy's house and I'm just like, what are they doing? Why is this guy running the football when you know you're going to the Super Bowl in two weeks? But there he is, continually running, continually taking hits. He got down a few, but he took some hits. And I'm just like, hand the ball off, hand the ball off, throw screens and go home. Right. Yeah. Mix in the short passing game, throw the slant, get out of the game and go home. Because, I mean, listen, you don't want to see anybody hurt, but you can imagine what the energy was like at halftime, knowing that this is a whole different game plan that we needed to go in with. Uh, now, I know part of it, Segs, may have very well been that Hurts, who'd been injured for a lot of the last part of the season, right, right to get him into a rhythm knowing that we're still going to have two weeks to go. I would have done it a different way. I'm not sure I would have had him run yeah. the inside zone and pull it, <laughs> drop back and throw it so he gets a feel for it. But, you know, listen, who's to argue with what that staff and that coaching staff and that head coach have done this year? But I would have probably approached it a little different because it was going to take something off the chart special to beat that team. Yes, it, definitely. It, it, without Purdy. It just was, you know, 7-0 and going in. So, and, and, you know, not only sex injuries, but have you noticed that if it's not injuries at the quarterback position, it's one missed throw when a guy's open. It's the, the quarterback position. Matt Ryan getting sacked 28-3 mm-hmm. when he's the offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl. Jimmy missing a wide-open touchdown throw against the Chiefs, going 3 of 11. You know, then then four quarterbacks during the season. Good gracious. I'm Kyle's probably saying, can I borrow John Elway from you, Dad, right. and bring him out from back <laughs> in the day when he won a couple in Denver? So you feel bad for him. Listen, it's football, and that's unfortunate. That's why you got to have a full roster. I think we need three quarterbacks because the NFL does yeah. not want to see a running back. we got to leave that rule, even if it's for the postseason. But we're the third. I would leave it all season long for active. Even though he's inactive, he can play if two guys are hurt. Right. So uh, it, we just didn't get to see the best. But you know what? I'm sure Philly fans in Philly think they were going to win anyway because it would have taken a hell of an effort to beat him. So we, well, the 2-1 seeds, the NFL's pissing themselves getting to see this at the Philadelphia market and the Eagles and Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes back in a Super Bowl. You know they love this shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's set up perfect. And two 14 and three teams, the two of the three teams we all thought were the best, two of the four teams we all thought were the best, mainly throughout the season. So, right. uh good for the NFL. I mean, the last thing they wanted was the 49ers to somehow some way win that football game. Well, I mean, if the four, if the 49ers did, what do they, what, 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 you tell me how they're oh, yeah, lining they, up. You, I, what I are they no doing? Idea. I have no idea. Well, I mean, there's the talk that Jimmy G would have been ready or at least somewhat ready that yeah, maybe if he didn't even suit up for this one. It would have right. probably taken mm-hmm. a, you're, then you're dealing with Jimmy at a kind of a unfortunate, maybe not fully healthy thing. Probably 70%. Right. So either that, so, I mean, do you jump out there and say, I mean, do you, do you sign a guy who was out of football that didn't play? I think they would have you know had to sign somebody. Oh, of course they would. You know, be. at least a backup no to Jimmy. No question about it. I mean, it made you but, long yeah, for the Nate, just... for Nate Mullins and, and Bethard, you know, <laughs> right? when they were there. So yeah, yeah, they, they got, and the NFL deserved to see two healthy quarterbacks and two healthy teams. And Mahomes will be a hundred percent by then too. So, Oh yeah. It, it, this is going to be a very fun game and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it over the next week and a half or so, but we woke up to some breaking news this morning. The goat has retired on February 1st. Again, he did it last year. We all know he came back, but this year feels different. This, this year is feels real. like this was a drag this year. I think it really showed him that, you know, he's getting older. 
I don't know that there's the team that's set waiting for him unless he could have went to San Francisco, but I don't even know if they would have done that. Um, it, it would have been interesting to see, the, you know, everyone talk. We've talked about the Raiders, him possibly going there with Josh McDaniels, but Tom Brady has decided to retire. And I think that kind of shakes up the quarterback landscape in terms of the NFL right now, because what also, could have happened this off season. There's a lot of them that are going to need them. And, Sags, I'm not shocked by this. I mean, I, I, I it's, I'm not even taking a back. I thought he was going to play again. I, I did. Yeah. I thought he'd go one yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, we've I talked did. about it. And I can tell you already, Aaron Rodgers ain't retiring. They're not going to retire no. in the same year. So Rodgers said he's going to make his decision. He's coming back to play. It's a matter of is he playing in Green Bay or, or somewhere else because I don't see those two sharing a stage five years from now at the Hall of Fame. Just a hunch. So um, whether, whether they think about it or not, I think I do. And I just think that. Tom's decision, if Aaron was even contemplating it, Aaron Rodgers is going to play again. I still think he feels like he needs to get another one in some unfinished business, and that's fair, even though for a guy who's had a Hall of Fame career. Um, yeah, with Brady, you know how I feel. He's, a, mm. he's, the best, he's the best football player we've ever had. He's the best quarterback, obviously. He's 23 years of grind. We call this a bad season for him <laughs> when they were so up and down. The dude threw for four, just 4,700 yards. Yeah and 25 touchdowns and less than 10 picks. I think nine picks this year, which for him what is a, like, what huh. a terrible season. Yeah, there's big guys standing in line for that season yeah. most of the time, right? So you felt like, well, he still had game. I say, I think it comes down to this. First off, the off season was ru- the, the off the field stuff rough on him this year. Very rough and can't blame him. I mean, that's all. That's that that's difficult to deal with at any time in your life, right? And then that so that and then the expectations of what we think about Brady when he's playing, we always expect him to play great. Right. And then now a new team and a new and a new grind. If you just, I believe that if Brady, this is just me. If you said said we got, I dream a genie, and you can you know crinkle your nose, and we'll show up out of coming out and rub the the belly, and it's a you get to make a wish, and you could just show up and be past training camp and open for the first game, and your body is exactly the same as it was when you're at peak condition before last season. I think he played because I think he loves competition. Matter of right. fact, I know he does. But the off-season grind to get ready again, to put all that time in so you can – because Brady doesn't want to go out, Segs, going 15 touchdowns and 12 picks in his last year. You know, This, for him, I guarantee is bad enough. And yet, I mean, come on. He had to – if he's not in there, who's – with the inconsistency to that team – who the hell knows what would have went on with that? They wouldn't have made the playoffs by any right, stretch of it. For sure. They, as a matter of fact, they'd probably be a top five pick. I honestly, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. So this is the best player ever. I mean, we'll be talking about this for a while, so we don't need to empty the bucket now. But it, it, it was real today because he was very, I mean, to the point, casual. I love the fact that some insider didn't break it, that we got to hear it from yeah. him. That, so he didn't find out somebody tweeting it out. Good for him. I'm sure it's time for family. I'm sure he's preparing for his broadcast career and the next stage. And after 23 years, shit, I can't blame him. And and here we are. I, I, I thought he'd play one more. I didn't think he was done last year, but that was open-ended. He had never really closed the book. This one, he doesn't, he'd be a mockery if he came back. Now, people would they'd say, come right. on, man. Right. Stop this. You're not doing this. So uh, this, still- this is it for him we still talk about Brett Favre and all the right. shit he pulled and, right. and you know, Aaron Rodgers is starting to get that a little bit. Now, Aaron Rodgers has not retired yet, but for the last three off seasons, it's been, well, is Aaron going to retire? 
is Aaron going to retire? And now here we are this season. Is Aaron going to retire or is he going to request a trade or is he going to, you know, the Jets are the hot name for Aaron Rodgers because, right. you know, there's been reports saying that the Packers don't want him in the NFC. Um, obviously, the Raiders are going to be a hot topic because that's where Devontae Adams is and and get those two back together. Uh, the the quarterback you know, and the big thing for the we talk about the Raiders, your team, your favorite team with Derek Carr reports came out that they're not allowing him to look for a trade yet. And I don't know if that's because they were waiting to see what Brady's going to do. They're waiting to see what Rogers is going to do. I mean, they may sit back and say, well, I know we're sitting at seven in the draft. Maybe we could do a massive trade with the Bears and get to one and pick our young quarterback of the future. Or do we just stick with Derek Carr for another year and see what happens and maybe things get better um, between McDaniels and Carr and, and the system um, gets to him a little more and, and they have more success. But if you're a Raiders fan, I mean, you tell me, how do you feel about this situation <laughs> with Derek Carr? And I am a Raiders fan. It'd be, it's That would be like, okay, we got a legal separation. All we got to do is sign the divorce papers. And then somehow you wake up one day and say, well, let's not sign it. I'm not all in and going back to the wife or the yeah. husband, but I'm going to go back. And that usually never works, right? When you hear couples that have done that, right? I mean, maybe sometimes it does. And Carr already said his goodbyes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Now, to, to go back, can you imagine? Well, I think the deadline for it to be fully guaranteed is the 15th of February. Yes. Yes. And what they, what you could do when, when people say it, it doesn't mean guaranteed that he's going back to the Raiders. It means that contract's guaranteed. So if somebody trades for him, He's getting that contract, that money, no matter what, wherever he goes. So the deadline isn't, well, you got to get rid of him by then. The deadline is, and they're not going to cut him because you got to go get an asset, of course, right? So at first you're saying, what are they waiting on? Well, they're covering their ass. They got to see how it's moving around. I, I think he's going to be gone, Segs. You know what I'm saying? I, that, that he'll get paid somewhere. I mean, now that Tampa's open, maybe it's Tampa unless they like Kyle Trask. New Orleans Saints. And all these guys, we're talking, the Jets are looking. The Saints are looking. The, the Tampa Bay is either looking or believes in trash, but I got to you know who I think should be tires. the team that goes and gets Derek Carr Raiders. Well, yeah, who to me, I think it's Carolina. The commanders. Too. I think the commanders. commanders, I think that's a team that has talent that has money. I think, you know, Ron Good Rivera, defense. Yeah. I, I think he's the type of quarterback that fits them. And it's not a Carson Wentz type move that Indy made or the Phillip rivers at the end of the year. Derek Carr still has a lot of talent. And they have offensive talent there in Washington, yes. led by Terry McLaurin at wide receiver. So I and think they know they're going to get after it. He hasn't played on a team yes. with a great defense either. And and, and the that's Commanders are not a top ten pick. They don't have the ammo to jump to three or one to get unless they just give up a massive haul of. Picks, and they got to get this right, Sags. Yeah. And remember, Del Rio coached Derek Carr, so he's in that organization and can give you all the updated stuff you need. And if, yeah, yeah it, exactly. About and if Carr, you're Ron, about how he feels about him, right. If you're Rivera, you have to win. You, you can't or just sit back and say, oh, we're going to go get a rookie quarterback. And yeah. uh, that's to me the the, the his, spot his, that makes the sen most sense. Yeah, his uh, no question. And, and they were close to making it this year, making the playoffs yes. this year. Yeah. If Wentz doesn't do, if they win the last game, they're in. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't win the last game. Um, and it's not just Wentz, but they couldn't. He did not play well in that game either. So, Shags, it, Jerron Rivera and quite frankly in the staff, their job depends on a quarterback that can get them to the playoffs. Yes. It, that's just the cold, hard reality of it. So is it, 
when you think about the guys that would be available or opportunity to get, even whether long shot or not, Rodgers, if you wanted to get mm-hmm. in that fray, but do you have the ammo to get him? That the, the answer to that probably would be no right now, but maybe. Uh, Garoppolo, um, Derek Carr. You're not interested in like Jameis Winston or Andy right, Dalton. Right, Brady, right. Brady's out of the mix. There's no you, Carson Wentz. I can't imagine that you think that he's your going to save your job right now. It really comes down to that, Segs. It, it yeah. really does. Now, if Purdy was healthy, if Brock Purdy was healthy, and you decided that he was your future, you could simply see if Trey Lance would have been in Washington's mix, yeah, right? Right. That so there's sense. that. So, so that, and if the Packers, which I don't think they are, were in the Aaron Rodgers business and keeping him, it's stale. I think it's time for a change. I guess you'd finally say, well, if we're not going to do this Jordan Love thing, maybe we finally got to move him. But I think it's flip-flop. I think they're more apt to keep Love and move Rodgers. But like you said, the Jets, what are the Giants going to do? Are they sticking with Daniel Jones? Yeah. If not, he's available and you see him in the same in the same division. So I, I, there, there's a lot of, you know, question marks out there. And I, and the, like I said, I mentioned the New Orleans Saints, their needs. So Washington car, I, car's got to be the best available, right? Yeah. I mean, as far I, as numbers and the rest of it, maybe not. A, you're not going to win a Super Bowl right now with him, but you get to January and he'll put up good numbers. Yeah. And he'll work. He'll work. For you have you, a so. much better chance with a Derek Carr than, in my opinion, like a Jimmy Garoppolo or a, um, you know, or a Trey Lance quarterback or, yeah, or, or yeah, exactly right guy learning a system. I, I would agree. And like I said, Jack, they'll do their due diligence, but Jack coached him when Derek Carr was an MVP candidate. If you remember when he broke right. his leg and then they had to go to Houston and Connor Cook had to be the quarterback that day. And that year, Carr was on his way to, if not winning it, top three yep. guys. So we'll, yeah, we'll see, sure. but. Washington feels like a good fit. And, and they do have a young quarterback in Sam Howell that at least showed something at the end of the season that, you know, maybe they can work off of. And maybe maybe he's not ready to be the full-time starter now. But if you go get a Derek Carr and you see how it worked for a year and Sam Howell continues to build his resume or if he gets a shot next year at some point and shows that maybe he is the guy moving, then you can go with that. But I think Rivera has to go get a quarterback. Yeah. Well, Frank Reich trust the Colts need one too. We forgot about that segs, but yeah, if the Colts are going to draft one, I would imagine, I would think, and depending on who their coach is and Frank Reich in Carolina, I don't know. Does Frank think Sam Darnold is that guy? I, um, I it, it feels like to me, you've got the Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts, um, I Does still Tennessee think that the, the Seattle Seahawks are still a dark horse for a draft a quarterback guy, even if they franchise Draft's. Gino and, and, and let Gino play. Can. Yes, exactly. Do both. Do both. Um, you have the Raiders sitting at seven. You have the Carolina Panthers sitting at nine, and you just mentioned them. The Tennessee Titans sitting at eleven. I think, and the all Saints those... don't have a first round. Well, they're going to get it back now, but that's late. That that's yeah, that's that's what, later with the Packers, yeah, because they're getting it back with. Is it twenty third, say or twenty third? Maybe it right? was that. Yeah, they're getting that somewhere in that range, but they're getting that back from the Sean Payton deal, the first yeah. rounder that the Philadelphia Eagles. How about that? You're the you're the number one seed, and you win fourteen games, and your ass gets a top ten pick. Exactly, well, it's good to be them, right? So yeah, um, yeah. So you're right, and and the and the Saints who got to jump in. Oh, there's a lot that need them. The question is, who's got the ammo to go get the young guys up top, and which coaches covet this player compared to that player? Frank Reich knows how important a quarterback is to his system. Why? Because two quarterbacks that were really good pros, but at the end of the rope and weren't there, 
it, it cost it help cost yeah. him his job. I, so they got to find you know somebody. who you know who's just sitting back, kind of you know rubbing their hands together. Is got to be the Chicago Bears and Ryan Poles. Oh yeah, like I just named six teams from two to eleven that you know. If you're the Bears, you're looking and kind of gauging, you know, what the senior you're in striking this distance week. to have the weapons to get up there. Exactly. Right. You know, if, if you look at, you know, a guy, whoever, the the defensive end from Texas Tech, uh, the Wilson kid, if you look mm-hmm. at him and say, OK, we can drop to nine, get first round picks for the next few years, plus seconds and thirds and, and just a monster haul for number one. And we can get that kid at nine. We We love him. I mean, you do that. You go to four. Right. You can go. You can just flip flop with Houston if you want. So there's a lot, and we'll get into that as you know the Senior Bowl's going. Then we'll have the combine and a lot of time for draft talk. But the Chicago Bears sit in a very envious spot for a lot of teams because what's the talk around there, Segs? What 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 is the local talk being? You're in that area. I mean, we hear the national talk and everybody are all our speculation. They're not trading it, fields. Okay? No, that right. It, They're it, not okay. So what's the local? Who's the body they covet, and are they more apt to get out or stay there if they love somebody at once? I, I, I'm not going to say a hundred. I think ninety eight percent chance Ryan Poles trades the pick. How far down? That's that would be my guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to get more assets. You're not a team that's ready to win. You need as many assets for the future and this year as possible. They have like ninety eight million dollars. And that's before they cut anybody in free agency. So they're going to go wild. Like, And the when, only way you're trading up to one is for the quarterback, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I mean, those I, mean I know that I just mentioned Jalen Carter, but you're only trading up for the quarterback. Yes. It, so the, the, the two names you just hit right there, Anderson and Carter, Will Anderson from Alabama, Jalen Carter from Georgia. Those are the two names everybody wants. Obviously, they're probably the two best players in this draft, offense or defense, in my opinion. Um, Jalen Carter, because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, Matt Eberflus there in Indy was had a good defense. And who was his game wrecker? DeForest Buckner right there at that three technique. And a lot of people see that from Jalen Carter. Uh, then everybody well, we see thinks, the Chris Joneses and the Aaron Donalds, ex- the interior yes. guys being able to go inside and outside and do both. Right. Fletcher it's, Cox. Become a, it's become an in vogue thing in the NFL. Right. And but then a lot of people look at Will Anderson and. And, you know, people have said, oh, he's the next Cleo Mack. And we all know how people love Cleo Mack in Chicago. There's talk that Cleo Mack could be cut. And we already have Bears fans saying, bring him back. Um, so it, it's just, it's one of those things. But to me, personally, I think the Bears have to be looking at, you're going to go nuts in free agency because you have to. You have to hit that cap floor. And you have so much money to spend. So you're going to bring impact players in. You need a big impact player from this draft. But if you can get picks for first round picks for 24, maybe even 25, you do it. You, you trade down. If you got to go to nine to do it, if you got to go to seven, if Indy gets desperate and says, we need to jump Houston to get young Levis or Stroud, then you do that and you tell them, I need your first round picks the next two years. They after need volume. Chicago needs volume, like right. the Texans. Yes. They both need volume. The problem is, the volume with the Texans includes a quarterback. The volume right. with the Bears doesn't. And that's a right. big that's a big situation right now. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get into that as we get going. But it's going to be fascinating to see how the Bears work this in a in a young, inexperienced GM and Ryan Poles that, you know, hasn't been in this spot before. He didn't have first a first big, round first, pick. Really, last first year. first big moves for him. 
Yes, first yes, big, the massive offseason for Ryan Poles. Uh, and yeah. then the other big news that we had the last couple of days, Sean Payton goes to the Broncos. Um, we still have not Nicholas. seen a contract. Sounds like it's going to be five, six years, 20-plus million dollars a year. So in that range. And then we got D'Amico Ryans to Houston. Um, the trade for Sean Payton was a first this year, the tr- the pick we referenced, a second next year for Sean Payton and a third round next year. So that's the full trade, and we'll see how it works. I, I don't know. Sean Payton must have a good feeling about Russell Wilson to take this job because this feels like maybe his last chance or maybe his last hurrah himself, just saying, I got one more go in me in the NFL. Let's see how long it lasts. But if Russell Wilson comes out and is Russell Wilson from last year, I don't know how long it lasts for him. Well, that, that won't be good. I, I, I'm sitting here trying to fathom Russell Wilson playing as poorly as he did this year. I, next yeah, year. I can't I, imagine I, it, but damn. Honestly, with the I way the ball see it this up, year. I agreed. So there, there can't – there's no way, right? They've got receivers. They've got a – now, I don't know what Sean's going to do defensively, but they got a hell of a defensive coordinator there if he wants to interview him and keep him in Averro. And mm-hmm. they've got – a, a playoff caliber defense and did all year long. The offense just let him down. So there's, you're not going into an empty cupboard. That's for sure. Now Peyton. Yeah. Like you said, six years at 20 plus million. You know what I found interesting? Cause I love Sean Payton and I know what he does with the quarterbacks and offense. And I'm a fan and I know he wants power. You're not going to get as much as he probably wanted when this whole cycle started. Right. I, I talked to Ian Rappaport today and you know, the reports about who was interested. Do you realize that, he was he was not their first or second choice. Right. Which is I said, is that a slap in the face to Sean? He goes, Well, it's not a slap in the face. But it to me it kind of is, right? I mean, right. He took the job. It's almost like, well, we wanted D'Amico, who was the hottest, who he became the hottest guy, and and we'll hit Houston in a second for just a minute, but and rightfully so. The guy has got every quality you need. But then they went back into the hardball thing and wanted him and then can you imagine, I, and I'm using these words in air quotes, settling for a guy that's going to get paid more than any coach in NFL, maybe not named Belichick? Yeah. And, and he might even make more than him. Uh, yeah, I think he I will. mean, we're, we're in that range, right? So it's, and I would have taken it too if I was Sean Payton because great franchise, they've got more money and they know what to do with the Walmarts are the most, well, the wealthiest mm-hmm. ownership in this, in sports, maybe, I think, Sags. Yeah, I mean, that'd be what's one the of owner? Them. What, what's our name? What's up, Steve Ballmer and with the Clippers? Uh, oh, yeah, with the Clippers. He got, he got a lot of that money, but the overall mass of how many different family members are worth billions with the Walmart family, they got money. Listen, if you were going into this two years ago, you'd say, I got this team and you're giving me Russ Wilson? Right. Shit. And then you go into it this year and say, I got this team and, ooh. Yeah, I hope this guy shows up what and gives we, me a little more Russ right. Wilson, a lot less of this bullshit commercials and the cheesy stuff and, and forcing leadership. Just go play, dude. That's the guy we know. Go play, Russ, and let Sean Payton take you to another level. You remember when Payton was in New Orleans, we speculated when Pete Carroll for a couple of years, is that a place that he would like to end yeah. up going? You remember that? So now here we are. So good hire. I love Sean Payton, but that position in that division you better be pretty damn good at that position with, with Mahomes and Herbert playing that quarterback Ooh. position in that division. So, but I think it's a really good hire for, for, for Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryan's in Houston. He was he was the first choice by both of these teams. <laughs> Actually, remember canceled two interviews, so he may have been the first choice in four of these places. But leader held in the highest regard, 
makes everybody around him better, took over for a really a hell of a coach in Robert Sala and made the defense better. It helps that he has a bunch of fucking players, and that's good. Mm, but yeah. he took <clears throat> players and made them better. They didn't get, you know, some guys, he the motivation, leadership, they love him here. He was a hell of a player at Alabama, a hell of a player here in Houston. It's the leadership and the ability to maximize ability and get people to maximize ability and get people to elevate their play is why Segs in Houston, it's this, it's the most excited this town's ever been since you were here and Watson for sure at, came in at halftime and that excitement when he first came here, it hasn't even sniffed it since. There's more energy in this city about this team than there has been in years. Biggest biggest hurdle i don't i don't want to use the word hurdle but biggest thing for D'Amico ryan's is finding the right offensive coach to coach the right quarterback from this draft and and you know i don't staff know staff is hugely important say yes. we uh, always talk about the head coach a good head coach with a bad staff the head coach will get fired right it's so, huge for him to get the right team. and and they have to get this quarterback right you you, you know if, if if they love will levis fine you, you make him. sure you get him Right. If you have, you know, if you have to maybe overpay a little bit than you would like to get that quarterback to get to one with Chicago, do it. I mean, I don't care who it is. If you love him, draft him. Right. If you love him, draft him. And let's let let's let the coordinator and the quarterback coach go go get this thing done right and let D'Amico turn this defense around. I assure you they're going to tackle and play better. I can promise you that. Yes, so we still have Arizona open, which who knows what's going on there. That's a shit show. Supposedly, Segs, it's down to Kafka, Steichen, or or Kafka, Steichen, or Jonathan Gannon. Right. That's the last three. And then Indy. Again, Jim Irsay, you never know. I I take that back. Yeah, the other, the Arizona's with one. It it was either, let's see, was it, it was Kafka. You know, I take that back. It's not Jonathan Gannon going back, but I think he's still in the mix, even though he said he's going back. Yeah, he said he's Steichen's going back. Steichen's not right. Kafka's one. And I'll tell you who's coming to the fray late is both coordinators in Cincinnati, Brian Callahan yes. that, and Lou. They, they have come into the fray. I think it's those two that, that Rap may have mentioned, but he threw Jonathan Gannon's name into the to the fray, even though he said he's going back. But if they make him the right offer, of course you go, right? But yeah. it was. Uh, I think the two Cincinnati Bengals coordinators are starting to – catch a little traction and rightfully so yeah so it'll be interesting to see who those teams hit but we'll talk about it as we get going and and we get ready for the super bowl in a couple weeks all right that'll do it for this episode of the sean salisbury show thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube